sweep the Giants at Target Field. I'm going to tell you how, why, and what does this mean as the Twins are staying alive in the race for the American League Central crown and to end their 18-game postseason losing streak. It's all coming up on today's episode of Locked on Twins. You are Locked on Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Sunday, August 28th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Locked On Twins your first listen every single day on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day again this is nash walker season three writing about the twins or podcasting about the twins on lockdown twins season four writing about the twins at twinsdaily.com the twins sweep the giants how and why are they still alive in this race they needed to sweep and they swept this was a picture perfect weekend for the twins cleveland lost three out of four to seattle only thing that would have made this weekend better is if cleveland would not have come back Saturday night, and they lost that game and, and would have been swept four games out of four against the Mariners. But they lost three out of four. The Twins swept, and the White Sox lost three to the D-backs. The D-backs sweep the White Sox in Chicago. So here are your standings if you're watching on YouTube. If not, of course, you have Houston and New York in the one and two spots, although the Yankees have not been playing good baseball. And the three spot is Cleveland as the central leader. The wild card, Tampa Bay, Seattle, Toronto, right outside of the wild card. Baltimore is a game and a half back. The Twins are three back in the wild card race. I would say it's not the hopes for a wild card are not completely dashed. Like they still have a chance. But the problem is, I think Toronto, when you're chasing three teams, Toronto, Tampa, and Seattle, I think Seattle is absolutely going to get in with their schedule. I think Toronto is scuffled, but that's a playoff team. And the Rays are finding a way. I thought the one, the one, avenue for the twins to get in and the wild card would be the rays falling out but even baltimore is ahead of the twins right now they're three games back in the wild card two games back in the central so as it's been for a lot of the year and at certain points they were closer in the wild card it felt like oh they might have a better chance or at least an equal chance to get a wild card spot their best hope of getting into the postseason is by winning this division winning the central a, a division that's been just unreal this year i mean so if you were to show me this like these standings now the way the white Sox have been and cleveland you know playing really well i would have been stunned mostly by the white Sox. it was possible cleveland with their pitching you know put it together this year we knew the twins would be right around this they're four games above 500 we knew that that would probably be the case but man the white Sox, their season's close to being over it's not over but they're five games back in the division right now and three games back of the second place twins it's not over yet but it's kind of over for them and i felt that way about the twins after houston swept them but they made up two games this weekend and it just goes to show you how quickly things can turn four games can turn into more that's why it's kind of scary they were back they were four games back at cleveland and you're thinking okay well if they get six or seven back it's over and all it takes is as we saw a bad weekend for two or three games to be made up when you're four back though you're a good weekend away from being only two back. And that's what the Twins are now in the Central. And they have eight games against Cleveland. They got 36 games left in the season. Eight of them are against Cleveland. 64 and 61. This has been, uh, it's been fascinating. It's been fascinating to watch. Not always exciting. Not always fun. 
pretty disappointing at times for the Twins, but they're absolutely still in this thing, and it's all in front of them now. It's almost like it's not a new season because they're not tied with Cleveland. If they were tied for first place, you'd say, here we go. It's a new season. From this day forward, if they play their best baseball right now for the last six weeks, no one's really going to remember the Emilio Pagan blowups. Nobody's going to remember the offense going ice cold right now if they're able to win the Central anyway. And as I've stated so many times, winning the division this year, that carries weight for the front office. That carries weight for the organization to win the American League Central three out of four years. And most importantly, to have home playoff games at Target Field with a prime opportunity to end that dreadful 18-game postseason losing streak. This is the time with the White Sox looking the way they do. This is the year to take advantage of that. And I've said that so many times, and it remains true, and it's it's in front of them. It's in front of them. They're going to need some good fortune. Cleveland has a ton of home games left. It's still not likely the Twins win this division or make the playoffs. It's not necessarily impossible anymore. It looked a couple of days ago, it was going to be really tough, and it still is going to be tough, but things look much better. And, and being two games back now instead of four, it's only two games, but it just feels so much better. It feels like you're within striking distance. You know, you're a couple of days away from being tied for first again, but it's more about the eight games they have against each other. If you go in and you play Cleveland and you beat them the first two games and you're two games back, you're tied up in the division. You don't have to hope for them to lose to other teams. You get that chance straight up. You get that chance to beat them. What are the Twins going to have to do? What are they going to have to do? And how did they sweep this weekend? What did we learn this weekend that the Twins can apply in the last six weeks of the season? We saw some really key things. I think there are there are moments this weekend we can draw and say, if this continues, if they get this consistently, they can win the Central. Specific things that happened this weekend, specific things that didn't. What needs to change? How can they even enhance this this next six weeks to make it even better even if the the good things stay how can they get even better over the next six weeks let's analyze this weekend and take the good and bad things from this weekend after this word from nhtsa it's never okay to drive stone if you feel different you drive different drive high or get a dui it's never okay to drive stone if you've been using marijuana in any form do not get behind the wheel Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. Talk about a buzzkill, putting yourself in danger, everyone around you. The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. It's no big deal, right? Wrong. What's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit. It's not okay to drive stoned. If you feel different, you drive different. Very, very important. Drive high. Get a DUI from NHTSA. What did we see this weekend that the Twins can continue or need to continue to do if they want to win the Central. Carlos Correa is right in the heart of that for me. What a weekend for Carlos. Comes through with some clutch hits. Comes through with extra base hits. The double the day off the wall to tie the game at one. He looked awesome this weekend. I tweeted this because it's it's very. I think it's it's very much true. A requirement if the Twins want to win the Central. If they win the Central at the end of the year and we look back. I guarantee you Correa will be a huge part of it. I don't think they can do it without him. I really don't. A requirement without Byron Buxton right now is that Correa steps up in his place and just starts to take control. 
And we saw that this weekend. It's not all him. Like Jake Cave had a really nice weekend. We'll get to the, you know, Cave, Celestino, the depth having nice weekends. But it's got to start with Correa. It really does. It has to start with Correa and Luis Arise. Those are your guys. You know, to me, the Twins have three. They're three leaders in weighted runs created plus this year offensively. All at 130 or above are Buxton, Arise, and Correa. They don't have Buxton. So that means that Correa and Arise, there's more load on them. They have to pick up and they have to get it done. And we've seen at points this year where none of the three are really hitting. We've seen points where two of them are or one of them is. They need Correa and Arise to step up because Buxton is out, because Buxton's on the injured list. And Correa, because he has so, so much impact defensively at shortstop, he's, to me, he's he's the one, he's the X factor. He's the X factor to me. The guy you will look at at the end of the season, and I think his stretch at the end of this year will dictate a lot for the Twins. It's not everything. It's not everything. They need help. Like I, It's possible Correa goes out there, hits 330 with, 15 homers in September and the twins still lose the division because the pitching explodes or they don't get offense elsewhere, whatever it may be. I just think the correlation there is going to be really strong. How the twins finish and how Carlos Correa finishes. I think those two are in lockstep and Luis arises to me like a half step below that. How Louis finishes will also dictate how the twins finish. Cause you see what the offense, sometimes I know if Luis arise is out leading off a game, the offense is going to struggle. He gets it going. He is the rally starter. He is their spark plug offensively in the lineup. He needs to get it done as well. And now in his career has been poor in August like compared to his other months. So hopefully he picks that back up in September. They need those two more than anybody, especially without Buxton. So that's that's a big takeaway from this weekend. Correa doing that. He was a huge part of why they swept this series. The second takeaway from this weekend, the bullpen. Juan Duran is incredible. His health and his effectiveness. If that remains, that's going to help them a ton. Jorge Lopez looked good this weekend. Michael Fulmer looked good this weekend. The bullpen was solid, 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 solid in this weekend series. They outscored the Giants 20-5. to They got a great start from Joe Ryan, but the bullpen, I mean, that was the, the story to me. The bullpen coming through, getting it done, finding ways to win these games. Emilio Pagan's still bad. Um, I, you know, I've, this is a broken record. I've, I've asked why he's still on the team and why they continue to let him hurt hurt the team. He walked in a run today and gave up a double before he was pulled. He's still not he's still not there and I don't expect him to get there, but the rest of the group looks solid and it needs to be a strength. I said it after the trade deadline. This bullpen is now a strength. It needs to be the strength. They need to play to their strengths now. In my last episode, I said the identity of the team, how they're going to win games is they're going to overwhelm offensively. They're going to overwhelm teams and that's what they did. Friday and Sunday. They found a way to win on Saturday. But when this team's at their best, they overwhelm offensively. And now with the bullpen that looks improved, they get enough on the back end to close out games. That's the formula for the rest of the way. It's hard to feel confident in the lineup, the upside of the lineup without Buxton, with a rise going through some struggles. It's hard to feel super. And Polo's got a knee problem now. Miranda's been a little cold, like he's swinging and missing a lot, striking out, not really coming through. He had a big RBI hit today, but overall is not the same Jose Miranda we saw in the last couple of weeks. It's hard to feel really confident they're going to be able to overwhelm offensively. So I'm still, I'm still hesitant to say I think they have, you know, even a decent chance of winning the Central. They have, it's in front of them. They have an opportunity to do so. I'm still skeptical that they have enough offensively 
to play to their strengths, which are overwhelm, overwhelm with power, overwhelm with a group, with a group that goes one through nine on paper, but they just, they're missing too many pieces of that. You know, they're missing depth pieces, but the depth this weekend, Jake Cave, Gilberto Celestino coming up huge at different points. Cave, especially in the last like 24 hours has just been, he's been awesome for them and they need that. What does this mean? Selly, Cave, the depth pieces in the lineup getting big hits. Why is that so important for the twins down the stretch? And what do I think is going to happen here? <laughs> let's let's regroup. What do I think is going to happen in the central? All of that coming up next. So the, the depth pieces in the lineup, that was also supposed to be a strength of this team, right? That was supposed to be in 2021, a strength of the team. We didn't see it. Like there were just so many injuries the depth was was tested so much that we weren't able to see what was supposed to be a strength and guys broke down. You know, Cave was bad. They they didn't get what they thought they were going to get from the bench. This year, with Nick Gordon and Jake Cave and Gilberto Celestino, that was a little much more of a question mark, right? That was much more of a question mark in 2022. What are they going to get off the bench? But Nick Gordon has had an awesome year. Like, I, I didn't expect to see this from Nick Gordon. He's been very solid. If they can get, this is what I said the other night about Max Kepler, about Jay Cave, about everybody. If they can just have guys play to who they've been in their career, they're going to be okay. You know, they're going to score enough runs. And Jake Cave, people forget he was really good in 19 as a fourth outfielder. If he can do what he did in 2019 down the stretch for the final six weeks, hit right-handed pitching, Played decent defense, run hard on the bases, you know, steal a couple bags. He stole third today. That would be huge for them. In 72 games in 2019, Jake Kiff hit 258 with a 351 on base percentage. He slugged 455 for an OPS at 805. That was 13% better than league average. Against right handed pitching in 2019, Jake Cave hit 250 with a 360 on base percentage. So it's it's important that he can he can do things like that. That's important. Celestino at certain times getting big hits or making a big play in the outfield. That's important. Carlos Correa is essential. Luis Arise is essential. Sonny Gray is essential. Joe Ryan is essential. But the collective group on the bench equals some of those guys in terms of value, in terms of importance to the team. And they need their bench to hit. And we saw that this weekend. So very good things coming out of this weekend. They probably shouldn't have won Saturday, but they did. And in order to sweep series, you usually win a game like that. You're not going to usually you're not going to blow teams out three games in a row. That's just not really how baseball works. They did it to, to Kansas City. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but in most sweeps, at least one of the games is close, goes to extras, you get some luck, and then the other two, you you blow them out. And that's what the Twins kind of did here on Friday and Sunday. This felt like a must-sweep situation, and they got it. And now it really only matters what they do next. What do I think is going to happen next in the American League Central? I think the Twins are in a precarious position. I, I don't feel, as I was saying about the lineup, I don't feel super confident in their ability to score runs consistently. I don't know how you could. Even though they did have a, a decent weekend you know, offensively, they scored 20 runs in three games. I don't know how you could watch this group over the last couple of weeks and say with confidence that they are going to score runs in bunches, you know, in the next six weeks. So what they'll need, they need Mally back. They need, they need Tyler Mally back. 
as soon as the Chicago series. And it sounds like he will be back for probably Saturday's game. That would be a really fun matchup. Dylan sees Tyler Malley. That would be awesome. So it sounds like he'll be back without him. I don't see it because I don't think the offense is going to score enough to just blow teams away in the last six weeks, especially without Buxton. They're missing so much depth. They're missing Jeffers, you know, Leon starting a lot. They, they don't have the same oomph I thought they would have, or they, they did have when guys were, were healthy. I don't think they'll score enough runs to just to just win with firepower. So they will need, you know, good starting pitching. They will need their bullpen to be that strength. And the rotation, I think if Mally comes back, and it's not just about Mally coming back, there's a difference between coming back, like being able to come back and pitch and coming back and pitching effectively with your best stuff. If Mally comes back and he's 89-90 with the fastball, I I don't think you can feel confident in him either. But if he comes back and he's his velocity's back. He looks sharp. He looks good. He's ready to go down the stretch in the last six weeks. I think they, they'll they be able to hopefully have enough good starts and enough stability in the rotation because their innings counts are low. Like Sonny Gray, they have zero qualified starting pitchers. Zero. Their innings counts are, are fairly low. Joe Ryan is, I think he's at a career high. So he's the one you got to watch as we get toward October. But I think they're going to be in a position if Mally, if Mally is healthy and effective to have enough good starts. So to me, it comes down to the health. Who's coming back for the lineup? Because that will need to know, like, is Polo going to be okay? Is Buxton going to be back sooner rather than later? When are we going to see Trevor Larnick? Is Ryan Jeffers just an afterthought at this point? Those are big questions with the lineup that will impact the season. You, you also need Max Kepler to just do something as he did this weekend. That's that's all they need. Nobody's asking you to be Barry Bonds. Just do your thing, and we'll see. I mean, I think Cleveland's going to be tough uh, with all their home games, with their style of play. I think they've proven they're going to be tough. I don't think they're unbeatable. I think they're absolutely a beatable team. I think their offense is capable. You can beat their offense. Like you, The Twins pitching staff is capable of shutting down the Guardians, not for eight games, but for a chunk of them. And the Guardian staff is very much capable of shutting down the Twins offense. So it'll be really interesting to watch. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be hotly contested. And I, I could see multiple scenarios playing out here. I could see, you know, the Twins really playing well against Cleveland and finding a way in the central. And I could also see them just continuing to, to kind of one step forward, two steps back, one step forward, two steps back, just kind of muddle their way to the finish line, go four and four against Cleveland, lose the division by three games. And we're sitting here and talking in the off season about what started. They're going to go hopefully sign, right? I could see multiple different scenarios, um, but this is, this is a, a season and I would say a regime defining final six weeks. I think this is a very important season for them. I said that before this year and I will stick by that. It's a really important season for them because it's like, what is the step? What is the step? If they miss the playoffs this year at 83 wins, let's say they win 83 games. They're on pace for 84. Let's say they win 84 games. Cleveland wins 87. They they lose the division by three games and they miss the playoffs. What will you think about this season? Was it a I mean, it was a step forward in that they won 11 more games, but we didn't see any young starters really thrive other than Joe Ryan, who we, all, we thought was going to be good. Like we didn't see anybody come up and and do super well from the farm system like Balzavic or Cantorino's hurt we didn't see much of that at all this year 
it would probably leaving. So I don't know how you would view the season if the Twins just kind of played 500 ball and won 84 games the rest of the way. It would be hard. If they do make the playoffs, if they do win the Central, to me, that is that is very much a step forward for the team. Because as I said, that's three out of four division titles. And if they do win the Central, that will mean in all likelihood that Mally was good, that Gray was good, that Ryan was good, that, that they came through and they played well enough to win, which will make you feel more confident in 2023, right? If they don't win the division, it's probably because some of those guys weren't very good and you're not going to feel as good about them for 2023. So that's why I think this is a very important six-week stretch, uh, not only for the 2022 Twins, for the 23 Twins, for this regime. Like back-to-back non-playoff seasons when you're supposed to be in the middle of a winning window is not a good look. And this is, you know, this is year five for them. And it's time, you know, 2017, they made the playoffs right out of the shoot. 2018 was super disappointing. 19 was awesome. 2020 in the shortened season, they won it again. 2021. So this is season six, excuse me. This is season six. 2021 was a huge disappointment. What is going to be the story for 2022? Is it going to be the team that ended their postseason losing streak that won their third division title in four years? Or is it going to be the team that sputtered, that had a lead all summer long, blew it, didn't make the playoffs for the second straight year, and are losing their superstar shortstop? I mean, they're losing them anyway, but I think the narrative around the season will be different depending on how this finishes, of course. And the narrative for the regime could be different as well. So this is an important year, man. This is an important six weeks. I'm I'm very, very intrigued by it, uh, even though this division is is just hard to fathom. It's hard to even think about how one of these teams is going to make the playoffs. Although I will say Cleveland has looked like they deserve it for a while. They just lost three out of four to Seattle. I guess that happens. We'll see. I'm excited. I, I predict it's going to be close. I'm sorry I didn't give you like a full-on prediction. I predict it's going to be close. But I appreciate you listening today. Thank you so much for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. Thank you always for your support. We are nearing 750 episodes of Locked On Twins. That's included with the postcast we do on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Uh, it's been a blast. And I think I've probably had 650 or 675 of my own episodes. Got to be up there. Uh, Got to be close to those numbers. So it's been a blast. Thank you so much. And, and we'll see what happens. I will be here every day, Monday through Friday with you on this ride. Join me. Go Twins. Thanks so much.